What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. What kind of programs does this school have? How are the test scores? How many kids do a classroom? Homes.com knows these are all things you ask when you're home shopping as a parent. That's why each listing on Homes.com includes extensive reports on local schools, including photos, parent reviews, test scores, student-teacher ratio, school rankings, and more. The information is from multiple trusted sources, and curated by Homes.com's dedicated in-house research team. It's also you can make the right decision for your family. Homes.com. We've done your homework. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey guys, I'm Kaylee Shore, and this is Too Much to Say. My song, Amy, is out everywhere. I've been waiting on this for not very long at all, actually, because I only wrote the song like a month ago, and it blew up on TikTok, has over 2 million views, and you guys watching and responding to it are the reason why I got to record the song, why I got to put it out, and why I got to work with my all-time favorite producer, and it just blows my mind. So his name is Butch Walker. I think I've probably talked about him on the podcast just because I just adore his music so much. Um, anyone who knows me knows how obsessed I am with him. His artist project is incredible and has really influenced my music over the years. But he also produced um, Everything Has Changed on Red by Taylor Swift. He produced and wrote My Happy Ending by Avril Lavigne. He did the new Green Day record. He's worked with Fall Out Boy and Panic at the Disco and all of these amazing artists that have inspired me directly. And so it's been very cool to get to work with him. He did a lot of stuff with Pink. I mean, it's just been a dream come true. And I had such an amazing time making the song with him. Our work styles are so compatible. And I was so afraid that I would go in there and he'd be like very type A and want to cut the vocal 20 times or something like that because that's not how I prefer to work. And going in and meeting my hero, I was like, hmm, um... Okay, like let's, I just, it was almost like too good to be true that we work exactly the same way. So we did like three takes of the vocal. He played all the instruments on it and I'm just could not be more happy. I feel like it sounds more like me than anything else I've ever done. And I'm so excited. Now, as amazing as all of that is, uh, it's kind of complicated because this song is different than other ones I've put out. And I don't even really know where to start. So basically, 
I'm going to do this podcast so I can address all of the questions I've seen in the comments or gotten from people or things I want to clarify. And then I'm not really going to do any interviews about this song. I'm doing like maybe two or three. I did one with Bobby and that's the first time I've ever had to like tell somebody, Hey, I'm not going to talk about this. I'm not going to talk about this. And please don't ask about this. And they were great. Bobby is amazing. And, um, I, I had a lot of fun on the, the Bobby cast last week, but I wanted to be able to use this platform that I have with my podcast to address the song and its inspiration and talk about it and have complete control. Because I think this song can get off track really quickly when people are talking about it, which I think is part of why it's spicy, but I need to be very clear when I talk about where this song came from. So I wrote this song about one of the, if not the worst thing a friend has ever done to me. And Amy was not my best friend, but we were really close. Um, we trying to leave out some details because I don't want people to figure out who she is. There's been many, many guesses, but we did so many different things together and I'd let her borrow all my clothes and borrow my guitar and all of these things. And, and I thought we were really good friends. And to be completely honest, there were several times that she texted me and I'm really good friends with Perez Hilton. I've known him since I was 16 and he frequently posts about music on his blog and she had been like, hey, do you think you could send this song to him? And I'm sure we'd had a conversation about it at some point. And I don't think she just was completely out of the blue. But she was like, can you send this song to him? And I was like, yeah, for sure. And then I kind of forgot. And she asked again. And she would ask me to like help her with rights and help her play um, shows around town. And this girl asked a lot of me. And I'm okay with that if you are my friend. But if you're going to ask a lot of me and then turn around and do that shit, what the fuck, you know? And this happened two and a half years ago. And I think that that's been something that people have been asking about. Like, well, if it's been that long, why do you care? Why did you write a song? Well, after that, I had a really hard time trusting my friends. And I still do as a result of many different situations. But it still affects you. Like, I mean, in the back of my head, I'm looking at people and I'm like, would you ever do something like that to me? Would you ever pick my ex-boyfriend over me? Whatever, all that stuff. And you don't just forget about it. And like, I said something one time, but I was like, I am over him, but I'm not over it because you don't really get over something like that. I'm sure there will be a day that it doesn't hurt anymore. And it doesn't hurt because I want him back. It hurts because you know, you trust somebody for six years and you think that you know them well enough to know what they're capable of. And then when they prove you completely wrong in your trust, like it's going to take some time to get over that. And the same thing goes for Amy. And truthfully, this is not a song about my ex-boyfriend. He is a secondary character in this. He doesn't really have a whole lot to do with it because after we broke up, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. I don't care. The problem was not what he did to me by sleeping with her. It was what she did to me by sleeping with him. Because, and this is not me blaming the woman in this situation. I think it's really dumb when people get mad at the girl that he cheated on you with more so than the boy. So if you're going to go on a rampage against a woman that your boyfriend cheated on you with, but you're going to take him back, I don't want to hear it. Like that's fucked up. She doesn't owe you anything. Nobody 
like she can do whatever she wants. He's the one who made a promise to you that he wasn't going to do that. So this situation is very different in the sense that as a friend, you believe that that person will be on your team, that they'll be there for you when you need them and that they won't leave you stranded in a time of need. And so those are the rules she violated here. If this was an ex-boyfriend of mine who was, you know, it had been like several months. She thought she liked him and she wanted to reach out to me and be like, Hey, I think I want to go on a date with so-and-so I'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, let's talk about it. But it was very common knowledge that this guy had cheated on me and gotten on the night we broke up. He got physically violent. And that was, I was super open about that with my friends because I was like, they need to know that I didn't just break up with him for no reason. I wasn't like yelling all over town about it. I've definitely got gotten more open about it since I've put out songs that have addressed it. But this is a very toxic guy and this person that I thought was my friend. And so she knew that and it hadn't even been two months and I was with him for six years. And so she drops off the face of the earth and I was like, yo, homie, where'd you go? And nothing. She still had my guitar. She ended up returning it to me through a mutual friend, which I was my first sign that something was weird. I went over to his office one day and I saw that she was there and I was like, oh, hey girl, like what's up? And I just thought they were working on something together and it turns out they weren't working on something together. And there were so many red flags and I have a very spot on intuition. I'm very rarely wrong when it comes to things. The only time I'm wrong is when I squash the intuition. I'm like, no, you're reading too far into this. You think that this person's out to get you, whatever. And I'm like literally almost always right. And sometimes I have these really intense anxiety responses to that. And I don't really have the proof to back it up yet. So I'm kind of like, I must be going crazy. I'm assuming the worst possible scenario. And then I get the proof and I'm like, you were right the whole time. So I didn't want to believe that she had done something like that to me. And this is why it took so long to get to writing this song because I'd had the idea as soon as I kind of had a feeling I heard a couple people being like oh I think that this is happening and I was like no fucking way she would never do that to me but I started this song because I was really pissed I think I was drunk one night and this was like in the thick of the breakup and I wrote a chorus that was like Amy I think you hate me whatever let it go forgot about it the entire time that she would have been with him he was still hitting me up and had been trying to get back together. And I don't know why she wouldn't assume that he was not over it. I mean, we were together for six months and it had been two months later. Like if you walk into something like that, you have to know you're going to get your heart broken. Right. I mean, and also if it's just so fucking weird and like, this is why I wrote a song about it. Cause I still can't wrap my mind around what happened even though I know exactly what happened. And so him and I had a night where we hooked up and um, it was not a good idea. This was like about six months after we broke up. And I just had this feeling in the back of my mind and I was like, I need to just say it. And I act on impulse all the time. It's gotten me this far, but he's talking and explaining something and I just interrupt him. And I was like, I know about Amy. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I don't know, man, I just know. And I told myself it had to have been a different Amy. And I know that that was crazy. I knew what it was. I knew what had happened. I'd heard from enough people. I'd heard from him, but I didn't want to believe that about her. And that's why the song didn't get written until she put out an album and put his name on it. And I was like, 
God, I tried to give her the benefit of the doubt to the point where I was straight up lying to myself. And I heard this record and I had just started dating my new boyfriend and I was putting off this thing that my therapist had told me to do, which was to write a letter to my ex and burn it. And so get out everything that I needed to say and then just accept the fact that I'd never get to say it. And I'd been putting it off for so long and I was looking at my boyfriend and I was like, I need to, I need to tackle this and I, I need to, I owe it to him to, to do that, to do that, what I consider to be like the last final thing. And I, I really think it was. So I had literally just written this letter to him and within days, this was all like when I was quarantined, like hardcore, couldn't leave the house. So there was a lot happening emotionally anyways, but like within days of writing that letter and digging all that back up and meditating and, you know, really trying to put that to bed and not bring it into my new relationship. I went on Spotify, got the release radar notification and saw that she'd put out um, music and it showed up because I had listened to her music a lot when we were friends. So Spotify was like, you like this artist, right? And I was like, I, yeah, (laughs) you're not wrong Spotify, but you're not right. And I listened to the album and I was really curious and I was like, honestly, I liked it. The line where I call it kind of cringy, it is not cringy because it's bad. It's cringy because it's an album about my ex-boyfriend. And I don't, oh my God, I can barely listen to my own songs about my ex-boyfriend, much less somebody else's who used to be my fucking friend, you know? So I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm like, oh, this is cool. And there was um, a song that mentioned something about, um, a detail of somebody's bedroom. And I was like, that's what his bedroom looks like. And I was like, no, 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 it, can't be it. Listen to the next song. And I hear his name in it. And I was like, fuck, I can't deny this any longer. I know this is what happened. I knew it in my gut from day one. And God, I'm so pissed all over again. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, It's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to 
stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. And I I cried. I mean, it made me really sad because I was like, I just wanted to believe that we'd grown apart or she'd gotten busy or something like that. Not that she literally picked my shitty, toxic, cheating ex over me. And God, what a violation of girl code. I don't think girl code is not sleeping with your friend's exes. I think it's showing the courtesy to talk to them about it and also to know which ones are like, really fucked up to do. I don't think I have a single other ex that I would be upset if a friend hooked up with them. I mean, that just like happens, you know, I mean, especially like in a small town in high school, whatever, this is just fucking different. And the more I thought about it, I was like, Oh my God, like him and I were going back and forth with the dogs still. And I was like, she slept in bed with him and my dogs. Like, what the actual fuck? And then she still texted me a few times, like while they were hanging out to like casually chat. And that's fucking shady too. So a couple of the things I've heard people say are like, well, they have a right to do what they want. You don't own anybody. The leftovers thing, blah, 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 blah. Okay. The sandwich and the leftovers line is just supposed to be funny. Don't take it too seriously. I don't view humans as leftovers. I also am fully aware that I don't own anybody. Every single person has the right to do whatever they want, just like I have the right to be hurt by it. So yes, while they're adults and they can do whatever they want, I wasn't telling them they couldn't. I'm just saying, don't act like you're my fucking friend and then do that. Don't still talk to me. Don't act fake. I mean, God, there was this one time I ran into her at a bar and like, she told me that she gotten her hair cut to look like mine. And I'm like, girl, you already have my clothes, my guitar, my haircut, and my ex-boyfriend? Like, uh, what? There's so many things I want to say right now and so many jokes, but y'all just use your imagination so it's not recorded on the record, me saying it. But I know you know what I want to say. So I understand that argument, and it's not me telling people what to do. It's me being like, hey, you're a shitty friend. Don't act like you're gonna, you know, have my best interests in mind. And a couple other people brought up the point that like, if this happened so long ago, why do I still care? I'm like, well, I started the song two and a half years ago and I finished it when I had the entire story. So I didn't want to write this song based off of something I suspected. That's so shitty to put a song out in the world and to not have the full story. Like if I'm going to go on the internet and put somebody's name on there and say all the shit they did, it better be the shit they actually did. Also, 
this is not how I feel 24-7 about this girl. This was a very particular emotion, which is what a song encapsulates. I mean, Taylor Swift said that she never even kissed the boy that she wrote White Horse about, and that is like a heart-wrenching song. But they capture these moments of disappointment and anger and happiness, and we all know that emotions are fleeting. I mean, God, I forget what I'm mad about sometimes, like two days later, and I'm like, what was I pissed about? I mean, this is definitely different because I, I have still definitely thought about this, but it's not like I wake up every morning and I'm like, Amy, do you want my sandwich? Like, no, I don't think about it, but I had this idea. I came back to it because I had the full story and I was just ready to write about it. I was ready to write about it. I went back, I read some journal entries. I found where my head was at the moment I found it out. And after I'd processed it for a while, I'd been a while since I'd listened to the album. I was like, I'm finally... I'm finally ready to write this song and not just like say a bunch of really fucked up shit. You know, like (laughs) I did a video on TikTok after the song blew up about the things that I would never talk about in a song. Like I'd never make fun of somebody's appearance. But when I was really pissed, there were so many mean ass things I wanted to say to her in the song. And I was like, no way am I writing any of that down. Like those are the thoughts you keep inside your head. Those are the thoughts you don't write on paper. Those are the thoughts that you definitely don't upload to TikTok so 2 million people can watch it. So I distilled my feelings to exactly what I felt. I didn't... I don't know. I think I did hold some punches back. Like, I think there were, there was definitely some information I could have put in there that was just really fucking mean. And I would have been doing it for the wrong reasons. Like there's parts of the story that would just completely embarrass them. And I kept those out of it because that's not the point. If you don't need that information for the story to be told in the song, I'm not going to say it. So I picked exactly what happened, exactly how I felt, and I wrote it in three minutes and it's out in the world. You guys can listen to it. Um, it's just been weird. And I also thought very long and hard before I released this song. Like this was not an impulse thing at all. This was very well thought out. I had really long conversations with people on my management team. I talked to everybody at my label. I talked to my publicist. I called my dad and we had a long conversation. And he was like, if it's your truth, if it's something real that happened that affected you, why not? And also I got so many comments from people who'd been in similar situations and didn't have a song that told their story for them. And isn't that the entire point of songwriting? I just, I don't know. I, I really had to think about it. And I was like, is this a hill I'm willing to die on? And I was like, yes, I will climb up on the hill of the concept of sleeping with your friends, cheating, shitty, abusive ex, lying to her about it and not being there for her when she needs you. I will die on the hill that that's wrong. So goodbye, bury me there. Somebody drop off a nice gravestone because I'm dying on that hill. So that's pretty much all I really have to say about it. I I hope I've gotten it out because I'm not going to talk about this much more. I think the song really speaks for itself. I'm super excited because Butch and I are doing a five song EP that I'm working on now. I'm writing for it. I have so much to say and I'm really excited to see what this next phase of my music and career looks like. Thank you guys so much for being supportive. I felt very vulnerable over the past few weeks. Um, just because of how many people have heard the song and, you know, had comments about my most 
you know, traumatic breakup experiences, but I think it's made me stronger. And I've realized that if I'm going to be the girl who doesn't care what anybody thinks, I have to be the girl who doesn't care what anybody thinks. I don't get to just wear that personality and not actually do it. So fuck them. I will stand behind the song. I'll stand behind the things I say. And hopefully a couple of you will stand behind me too. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you guys so much. I hope you check out the song. Hope you send it to your friends and to anybody else named Amy. This is the only shitty Amy I've ever met in my entire life. I have so many other friends named Amy and um, my publisher's name is Amy. Poor thing. Had to like, I had to like turn in this song to her and be like, Hey, um, is this an e- I'm emailing you this song I just wrote? Uh, it's not about you. And uh, yeah, I love Amy's just... It's not an Amy thing. It's a friends who sleep with their friends' ex-boyfriends thing. So anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. My name's Kaylee Shore. This is Too Much To Say. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.